0: welcome to my life tanya applied with rabbi simon jacobson a journey into the deepest teachings of torah and their application to our personal emotional and psychological lives a good, tevok, a good week we continue our journey in the life-changing sefer Hatanya. this program is made possible by rena lights llc and it is an honor and memory of Lev. Of Yisuf Halevi Weinberg all of Ashkelon, of Boishapriches Hakoyen Katz of Ashkelon, Rabiel Yel Hakoyen Kanal of Ashkelon. It's also in schus and merit of Rabzavi Cheskel Hakoyen and Risha Katz Leedach Yomim V'Shanim Tevis for many long healthy years. So we are in chapter twelve, the Bainani. and specifically the power, the power that a Beinoni has, which really means the power that each and, each human being has. Each one of us has, because midas is midas kol adam. Is the personality of every person. We're not talking about a tzaddik now, which is unique type of strength. This everyone has, and that's why it's so critical. and In many ways, it's the central theme of all of Tanya, Sefer Shalbenim. And what is this power that he has? We know we've defined what the Baini is. Person who controls his thought, speech, and action, even though the faculties of the animal soul are active, at different levels of activity. During davening, they're more dormant and asleep, but they're active, and therefore, they've not been transformed, and they have a voice. However, the voice is not enough to govern the thought, speech, and action of the person. The divine soul controls that. So for all practical purposes, it's like an opposition voice, but who's governing? When I say governing, I mean the thought, speech, and action. That's the divine soul. But there is a voice. There are emotions in the left side of the heart of the animal soul that desire and crave for the worldly pleasures and for selfish needs, for what the animal soul wants. That's what we established. So what gives this being the power to do so? And the answer is, And Shalat Alalev. To use again, just to, so important to and perhaps that's why the Alter Rebbe brings Commissioner Bazer Pasha is bringing the source, perhaps because it's such a fundamental piece here. That what? That the Alter Rebbe's addition. That it's natural. that it's natural and and inherent. This capacity for the mind ruling the heart, meaning the reflective mind to control the impulsive heart. Or in other words, the divine soul which resides in the mind and the right side of the heart to control with the, the left side of the heart and the passions and desires, impulses of the animal soul. This is how man is formed at birth. We explain both. He says here both that you could have something at birth, and it's not necessarily your nature. We have many things that are part of our birth. For example, the shape, the size of different organs, and so on. But it's also. And again, he adds, that's how a human being was shaped. It's completely inherent, it's not acquired. This is critical because the impulses, impulses of the, of the animal soul are, are inherent. So how could the acquired skill that you're trained to do through education and other means and disciplines be more powerful? But once it's then it gives you actual natural power. Now you have to exercise it. But now we have the Beninese competitive edge, so to speak. She Adam, and he explains that what it means. Adam, This means that every person, call Adam, every person can, with the willpower of his mind, restrain himself and take control of his heart's urges and desires. And furthermore, well, furthermore, not furthermore in the Indian, furthermore words to explain it. So as to prevent the heart's desires from being fulfilled or actualized or enacted. In action, in word, in spoken or contemplated upon. So not just one of the garments, all of the garments which again explains the Benyani that all three garments are in control. That's what the person has. Going back to the example of the two kings over controlling the city. So this king, called the divine soul, has this type of power. The mo'yach That's his edge over the other melech. The melech z'okin of the animal soul. So the first thing he says to restrain. Lisapik so the words are very precise here we're going to go over them right now in detail to restrain himself the and to control to dominate over the spirit the heart's desires so what does he do in his mind and his heart meaning His intellect and his mind, we're talking the faculties, not the garments, not thought, speech, and action, are actively stating their voice. And what is their voice? The desires of the heart are interested in a physical pleasure, whatever the pleasure may be. The mind is thinking, wants wants to think, I should say. The mind is ready to concentrate on the fulfillment of that desire. So what's he technically do? He has the ability to control it. But the bottom line is, which means the thought of a person is always turning. He can't just close off his, his, his thoughts. So he says, so what he does is, and this is how the Mo'yich Shalata Lev is now. He's not talking the dynamics. How Mo'yich shal Lev, self-control, comes into play, is activated. And to divert his attention completely. Legamity. from the heart's urges or desires. Ela To something completely different. To the opposite. This doesn't necessarily mean to kedusha, as we'll see in a moment. To the opposite. So your heart is desiring something, your mind can come into play. Moyach shal talalev. And the mind not only stops those desires... It, just, it changes its position, it's, it's, uh, it diverts. What do you start reading? You start reading something, in math, you start thinking about something in mathematics, something in your business, something in your family. It doesn't have to be necessarily a mitzvah or a holy, holy, but it's not the heart desires of the animal soul. So what you see here is a unique power that a human being was given. To really drive the point home, let's compare it. Think, think of an animal, not a human being. An animal, does an animal have mayok shalata love? Absolutely not. They have what's called seichel hanikna, das nikna, intelligence, how to hunt, how to breed, how to protect their children. But if an animal is hungry and it needs to eat, you can't come and say to it, hey, you know what, let's push it off, today's Yom Kippur. Because that's how the animal's wired to go eat right then. And there's nothing you can do about it. And that's why you can't prosecute an animal for hunting prey. That's how it's created. And the same thing is with all species. A human being, because I have a desire. Why am I not like the animal that I have no choice? You have To eat, in general, yes, a human being can't go three days without eating. The halachas that are talk about eating and drinking go longer. But to not eat altogether? No. But you have the power to divert. You have the power to control. So it's two steps. To control. He says to um, restrain yourself and control that desire and to divert your mind to something else. Why does he say hepech? Because he wants to take it away from the animal soul. It goes from one animal soul's desire to another. It's not the kavon here. It's not the intention. Okay. So you see this unique power called meir And I believe I said in the previous year to drive the point even further, by contrast, sometimes... We're going to talk about Yusraim and Aheshech. You want to appreciate the Torah perspective, the Tanya perspective. Let's look at another perspective. That the Torah, you see its wisdom, that everybody can see its wisdom. So even though, there is the concept of wisdom among the nations, but still, the Torah wisdom, the Torah psychology, compare it to Freudian thinking. Freudian thinking, the id, is the driving force. Yes, there's an ego and a superego that can impose and can control red lights and green lights to coexist. But inherent to the person is a selfish pleasure principle, as he puts it. And it's inherent. And any self-control is either acquired, or even if it's not totally acquired, but it's not what he says in Tanya. So that's who you really are at heart. Especially if you add evolutionary biological theory that we've evolved, we're essentially animals, and the mind has developed, but it hasn't taken away the natural, essential personality of the person, which is why selfishness is inherent. But you don't have anything to counter it. The tether says, a human being was created, the divine image. It's not the id, it's the yid, the pinta liyud, the spark, that's even deeper and more inherent. Not just equal. Mo'yachshal ta'lev. So the divine soul has a competitive edge, as something powerful that can dominate. It could dominate. You have to activate it. The fact that you see people give in to the whims of their desires of the animal soul is because they're not activating the inherent power. We'll talk about this later as we go further in Tanya. So this drives home the point, the chidosh of the Alter Rebbe here. Especially the, tev- the, the words what he adds... Betevetel dosi. Betevetel dosi, betevetel dosi, I should say. Shekolodem yoch odia. Betevetel dosi. Shekachnets raodem betevetel dosi. Okay. Now he goes and further. Ubafrat al sadakdusha Not only to control and restrain the desires of the heart, to not affect the thought, speech, and action of the person. And on the contrary, to masiach to divert the mind and to divert the heart, for that matter, to something of the opposite. And as I said, it could be anything. It could be scientific. It could be mathematics. It could be uh, work, business. But obfrat Of course, this is critical because we want to have it not just a neutral. So again, okay, you've neutralized the animal soul in this sense from act from. In, in, from actualizing in thought, speech, and action. But, you, but remember, the divine soul is gdusha. It's toward godliness. So he says, because remember, it's coming from the divine soul. So now, We've taken it all the way the other direction, and therefore, understanding what he says earlier in Tanya, why the divine soul is the dominant force that controls thought, speech, and action. On, this, on the lower levels, it's to restrain and control the desires of the animal soul, and to move your mind towards something else, divert to something else. But ultimately, you to things that are godly, to the purpose of your existence. Okay, now just before we continue, the next thing he's gonna do is bring a ra'yah for this. It Doesn't say u kediksiv, like it says. A from a posuk. But there's also a logic, I wanted to end to this. Someone will say, how do we know it's inherent? Al Altar says it. The Zoya says, maybe that is uh, something that comes through education, through a, a Besides the proof, proof from the posuk, There's also a practical proof. We see it, took a little child, a little child, something disturbs the child, they can have a tantrum. And you can't speak to them, you can't insist, because even though, so you can make the argument even stronger, maybe it only comes as we're adults. But when we become adults, and something hurts us, it doesn't require a whole Avedet not to have a tantrum. It's true there's some adults that behave like children because they're not allowing the my shalt to live. But you see a person who is in self-control, it doesn't require a whole aveda, a whole battle. You see, it, it's easy. As soon as you decide you don't want to do something in, the, in public, for example, you're not going to have a tantrum because it doesn't pass. A child won't have that self-control. An adult does. So self-control does not require a whole army and a whole strategy. It may be difficult because the desire of the heart is very powerful, but once you exercise it, you realize it's a faculty within you. It's not like you have to go buy it and so on. Again, you may need help to, act- to activate it because we're not objective once we have a subjective desire. But here's the proof the Alter Rebbe brings. Just wanted to add that into the equation. Kedixiv, and let's continue reading, Kedixiv. This possek is in Kehelis, B's, Gimel, two thirteen. So in Kehel is based Gimel. He says like this: Kidikseiv. Vedi Issi, Shleim melch says Vedi Issi. Vedi Issi she has Yisrael in the Chochmah Minas Eichlus. na er Minacheshach. And I saw that there's an advantage to wisdom over. Folly or over stupidity. Chochma, wisdom over sikhlus, like the advantage of, of light over darkness. So this is Ecclesiastes, two thirteen. Now, to say that wisdom is superior to stupidity, you don't need a, 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 a proof from a verse. It's a pretty it's, it's, everyone accepts that. And he says very easy. Mishleim HaMelech is telling us something. But what he's adding, he's comparing it to the superiority. An advantage of light over darkness. And as the Altar Rebbe explains that this is the chiddush. How? And in what manner is this superiority, is this advantage? Not just that it's a fact. It's like light over darkness. What's the chiddush of light over darkness? This is amazing stuff. He says like this. Al Altareb is explaining. Just like light has an advantage. He says, not just Yisre. The Pesach is Yisre. control and dominance over darkness. What does that mean? And here we're going to see all the aspects of every detail that we've discussed. Shema'at er kashmi. talking about physical light. And that a small amount of physical light. Doicha harbe minacheshech. Will push aside. And dispel. Harbe minacheshech. So it's not even equal. The light is very little. The darkness is very much is quantity quality, but it has that power to dispel and push away a lot of darkness and in what manner does it do so? does it do with an effort does it require power force no there's no struggle between them it is displaced automatically and effortlessly may love which is in another way of saying is it, betevi It's this very natural inherent power that light has. Doesn't need any effort. Doesn't need any uh, additional force to drive the point home. Let's compare it again. What's the comparison? Let's take fire and water. Fire and water are also two adversarial forces. They can't live side by side. Not talking about without a miracle. Enough fire will evaporate large bodies of water. Enough water will extinguish even a large fire. But there, it's not a little water. A little water will not be able to deal with a lot of fire. Could do a little, and the other way around. And it's a battle. Not only, it's not a little, they need to have a lot of power, a lot of of water to extinguish a big fire. Vice versa. But it's also not automatic. It's a battle. You see it. God forbid when there's a fire and you have to put out a fire, the fire is big enough, as much water as you put, it can take a lot more and and, and it can go back and forth until you really control, until you really extinguish the fire and vice versa. Fire over water. So it's a battle. Light and dark are not made that way. It could be a very dark room, a large dark room. Bring in a little flame, a little candle. That area... Automatically, the darkness will be dispelled. It's not like the darkness puts up a fight. However, it's a very dark room, you need more light, because not enough light to, to illuminate the entire room. But the area where the light comes, it's like it says, Melovumamela. That's Yusun Erminacheshech. Now that the verse compares, min so now he says the altar ever continues. Kach nitcha, nitcha. so too, in the same way, you dispel automatically. Memela, sikhlos harba. Like he said, chesher harba. Harba min hacheshech. A lot, much of folly or stupidity, which is stupidity is coming from? Shal haklipa v'sitra achra. Now he's being back, he's going back immediately to the nefesh ha-bamis, which we learned earlier in chapter 6 and on. comes from klipa sitrache, the shell, and the other side, which resides where? Shebechol Hasmali resides on the left side of the heart. So the Alter is now concentrating all of this. Yes, he could have just talk, talked about wisdom and folly, wisdom and stupidity alone. But he wants to bring it back to the topic at hand, which is the divine soul, the animal soul. But in truth, is, this is in general wisdom. That's the Maurach. Mel doesn't say necessarily Chachma of Taylor or Kedusha. It says Chachma over Sichlus. But we said Befrat Kedusha because we're talking about the divine soul. So it's not just in general how the mind has dominance over the desires of the heart, of the impulsive. The reflective mind is in control of the impulsive heart. He's bringing it back all the way to the theme at hand. And that is control over what? So, so too is dispelled and pushed away. A lot. Even if it's a lot that comes from the clip of the left side of the heart, then what pushes it away? He's going to say in a few lines, I'm going to read it soon, but i just go. On. From the wisdom of the divine soul that resides in the mind, as he explained in chapter 9. So now he used Chochme and Sichlus, is the being with the divine soul resides in the reflective mind. Sichlus is that animal soul residing in the, the impulsive heart, left side of the heart. And just like light, even a little light can dispel and dispels, pushes away a lot of darkness. So the reflective mind of the divine soul pushes away even a lot of sikhlus. He doesn't say ma'at chachma from Nefer Shalikis, but it's obvious that it's the same idea. The most likely why he doesn't say it, because it's not really ma'at. Because even a little chachma of the Nefer Shalikis in Echus is more than a little. In a sense, we could say even a little light qualitatively is a lot because it could dispel a lot of darkness. The point here is, however, that it could be a lot of desires of the animal soul. So here comes another chiddush in this, is that even if it's a lot, you could say, you know what? The natural tendency, what's inherent to our self-control is when the animal soul has regular desires. But if it's a lot of desires and they overpower, like let's say in the city, the, the other king, the animal soul is suddenly doing a surge. He's going on the offense. You won't be able to. So here, see here, no. That even if it's a lot, there's a lot, either a lot quantitatively or qualitatively, meaning many different desires. The animal soul has gone wild. And the desires are very powerful and intense. No, you have inside you a natural ability called meyach shalata lev. And the divine soul can exercise and use that to dispel and push to say, deyche harba like we said before, what means deich? He's not transforming the darkness. The darkness is pushed away. Like he said, You have ability to restrain yourself and to push aside. Like he said, to push aside those desires to something completely opposite. What would be opposite here is light. And especially the light of the divine soul. That's what he's saying here. So you have an exact proof Precise proof from the posuk in Kehelis. Now, continuing, he wants to bring a raya. How do we know that sikhlus is associated, stupidity is associated with animal soul? We see animal souls can be very shrewd and very manipulative and very smart in their needs. So he brings a raya in the, in the brackets. Kemaimir, Razal, Elim ke niklens says the Gemara in Saita Of Gimel Amr Al. Seteh is the mesech the we learn between Pesach and Shavu these days. So right in the beginning of Saita, he says, 3a, a man will not commit a sin unless the altar Rebbe doesn't bring the first half. Because by self-understood and the focus he wants is on the Ruach tus. To say the animal soul is a ruach sh'tus. Even when you don't do an Aveda it's a ruach sh'tus. It's when the Aveda is done. And here we're not talking about it, doing an Aveda, because remember Mayh love. left. But even the Aved is not done, the animal soul is by etzem, a ruach sh'tus, Which can be translated Ruakshtus, literally a moment of insanity, a spirit, a delusional spirit, spirit a a, a a spirit of folly. So you see from this that sikhlus folly stupidity is associated with the animal soul. And who pushes it away? This can be this, this is automatically and, and naturally dispelled by the wisdom of the divine soul found in the mind as we learned before. Now that Al-Tareb is tying it all together, and whose desire is to have exclusive control of the small city, the king that wants control of the exclusive control, and to express itself. And manifests itself in the three garments, as mentioned above, thought, speech, and action. Throughout the entire body, as mentioned above. So, through the garments, all the garments are in control, and this affects the entire body, because those garments are the garments of the body. The Iktana is the guv, the body is the city, who's in control? So, even though there is a voice of the animal soul, but who's governing? It's the divine soul dibru shall namely that this is the thought, speech, and action of the six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs of the Torah mentioned above. Interesting, he says here three times le'il and iskaram le'il, keniskaleil, keniskaleil, because he's tying all together these points. And there we have the beni's power. Meir shall Tallaf. Tremendous example that really all of us can relate to. The light and dark is something we see all the time. And that's who you are. Your natural light in you can any time dispel darkness naturally and automatically, but you have to allow it in. You have to allow it to speak your divine soul. So we'll stop here. Everyone have a good devoch. TanyaApply.com is where this and all these programs can be seen, as well as other resources that you can find, Hasidic resources. Everyone be well, all truth. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidusapplied.com for archived classes and more resources.